Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani, welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real life, emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. So for today, I call, I'm calling this podcast Bottom Up, Top Down Ways to Improve Your Relationship or Your Relationships. So I'm going to try to describe a simple self-coaching practice that will kind of ensure that your relationship is going to remain sane. <laughs> and that's one thing that's very important, sanity in our relationships, sanity now. So when you find yourself arguing with a loved one, whether it's your partner, your family member, a friend, and you feel that blood pressure beginning to rise, Keep in mind that, that what you're really feeling is what's called a bottom-up response. And a bottom-up response is, is something that happens, it's immediate. It happens to you in a, in a flash. It's a visceral response to something we perceive to be threatening. And a visceral, visceral reaction is an instinctive gut deep bodily response to a stimulus or experience. And when I say gut deep, it's in the gut. You feel it oftentimes in the stomach, a tightening of the stomach and other muscles. So this is the bottom up response. It's that immediate primitive response. And it refers to the lower, more primitive parts of your brain. It's this primitive reaction that just, percolates up when threatened. So you don't have to, you don't have to think about this response. Uh, when there's a threat, your primitive brain responds. You know, it's kind of a knee-jerk reaction. It's a, it's a survival mechanism. So when you're feeling attacked by a family member, all you do is sit and watch TV. Why don't you get up and help with the dishes? Uh, your bottom-up brain has just been slapped and, and begins to spontaneously dump stress hormones, adrenaline, cortisol, into your bloodstream. Now, when that happens, you may notice uh, your heart pounding faster, your muscles tightening, your breath quickening. You're now primed and ready to snap back and defend yourself. And that's why this is the bottom up, the defensive part of you. And it's at this point that you really do need to initiate a bottom up intervention. And that's what we want to take a look at today in this podcast, the bottom up intervention. But first, let's take a look at one other concept, and that's the top down response. So we have the bottom up, and now let's take a look at the top down Let's assume you're a TV-watching partner who gets criticized. You're feeling threatened. Now you begin to feel wired. 
and you're about to snap. But understand that whether or not you snap, you know, that's not a fait accompli. You do have another option. Uh, you could get a grip on your visceral reaction and you could reverse engineer the conflict, insisting on a healthier response, one that, that would lead to a, a relationship resolution rather than a relationship dissolution. But simply put, you can realize that you do have a choice, even though it doesn't feel like that in the moment at the bottom up, adrenaline cortisol reactions are taking place. But it's important to recognize that choice is a possibility. But wait, no one's going to dispute that when you're riding a defensive wave of, let's say, oh, yeah, don't tell me what to do, that it feels like the bottom up part of your visceral part of your brain is taken over, which isn't entirely false. You see, once you eliminate rational thinking, your more primitive fight-flight instinct is leading the fray. Your more rational thinking in tow. So it, it certainly and clearly feels like you've been taken over by the emotion and that your thinking has gone south. That's how it feels. So here's the key. You have to learn to shut down bottom-up reactivity. And here's how. Since... Since bottom-up emotions, like the heart-stopping moment, the car in front of you slams on its brakes, and this occurs without any cognition, no thinking whatsoever. I mean, of course not, because if you had to think about, hmm, that car's brakes just went on, what should I do? You'd probably be crashed into the car in front of you, no doubt. So we need to have this non-thinking reaction at times, to protect us. You're crossing the street and all of a sudden you, you weren't looking both ways and you hear beep, you jump back on the curb. Again, if you had to think about that, you'd be uh, in bad shape. So clearly this reaction is not going to bode well during a relationship in conflict. Now it's, it's fine when you're crossing a street or hitting the brake pedal in your car but in a relationship where there's conflict, where both partners are kind of firing off these emotions, these bottom-up emotions, how do we mitigate these emotional time bombs? You know, what, what can we do? Because these things are flying fast and furious. And the answer is that we need bottom-up interventions. We must first quiet down the fight-flight mechanism. You see, at, at one point you feel like you're, you're a hostage of that emotion, but if we can just begin to quiet down that fight-flight mechanism, then we have a shot. So in the heat of the moment, perhaps the single best option that I would recommend is put your hand on your, on your belly. I like to think of the belly as a balloon. And as you breathe in deeply and slowly from your nose, feel your belly push out against your hand. Hold the breath for a second, and then slowly release the breath, feeling your hand push in on your belly. Two or three breaths, that's all that's needed. 
you see, when you get under that uh, bottom bottom up emotion, your your respiration is increased, your breathing has become shallower, and by by really slowing down your breath, ah, you see, and once this happens, you're ready to allow your thinking brain, and now the thinking brain, that's the top down brain. See, the bottom up comes from the primitive limbic reptilian brain, and that stuff flows up. And top down brain is when your cognition, your thinking is able to now affect the bottom part of your brain and slow down that reactivity. So let's say in a relationship, you've tried to do your belly breathing and you're saying, well, that didn't work. Okay. Uh, well, it, it can help. But if that didn't help, then let's try this. All right. So you, you're still feeling unjustly picked upon, but at least you're thinking about feeling unjustly picked upon. So, so to that extent, you've just liberated your thinking brain. You're no longer just sheer emotional reactivity. You're now having some thoughts, which is a good thing. What I'm suggesting, or what a good self-coaching strategy at this point would be, plant yourself in your partner's shoes and ask yourself, why is my partner so frustrated with me? Answer, because I'm relaxing watching TV and not helping out. You see, once you have an objective, depersonalized view which you can only obtain by putting yourself in your partner's shoes, will you be ready to respond? Okay, you're right. Let me pause this program and let me help out. Easy peasy, right? Well, not quite. Obviously, uh, going from you know, that intense fire, rage, defensiveness to calm cognition, it, it's a leap. But you know what? I always, I always recommend when you don't understand something about your partner, put yourself in your partner's shoes and make yourself figure out why your partner is saying or doing what they're doing. Because oftentimes we allow ourselves to become confused. You know, why is he, she treating me this way? Uh, well, put yourself in your partner's shoes. And you know what? You might figure it out. And once you realize where your partner is coming from, with their criticism or whatever, you, you begin to realize that there's two sides of a coin. You see, the, the worst case scenario is where each partner is, is you know, constellated on opposite extremes and no one's in the middle figuring out what's going on. But once you do figure out where your partner's coming from, you're, you're now in a driver's seat. You can be much more instrumental in diffusing a conflict. So in this scenario, of course, where you respond, okay, you're right, let me, let me uh, pause my TV program and help out. That takes guts, you know, it takes, it takes guts to reverse your defensiveness and do the right thing. And it's really quite commendable if you can insist on that, that kind of quality responding. But sometimes, you know, you you really struggle with that. But let's say 
once you do have that cognitive solution, you've put yourself in your partner's shoes and you say, let me pause this program. Next, you'll have to take responsible action. You see, understanding alone, you know, just putting yourself in your partner's shoes and understanding why your partner is saying or doing what they're doing, as important as, as that might be, it will typically not solve most problems. Now, what will? Well, responsible action will. Actions. You know, for example, that may involve becoming more tolerant, less negative, more compassionate. So it's not only doing the right thing, but it's acting the right way. So understanding is great, but there needs to be follow through. There needs to be responsible action. And one more thing, you know, bottom up, top down interventions They'll solve most relationship conflicts if and only if both partners are employing the strategy. The strategy of calming down the raw emotions of defensiveness. Putting yourself in the other person's shoes and then responding is a more insightful way. It's perhaps the single best way to minimize if not eliminate ongoing relationship stress. Now, you have to admit that, you know, by really becoming this better person, uh, this less, non, less or non-defensive reactor, using your cognition to try to diffuse and figure out what's really going on, the objective truth, that's it's pretty good stuff. And you may not be used to it. It may not be your habit. And sometimes we, we become identified with just never admitting that we're wrong. And we dig our heels in and we just have to prove ourselves to be right. But at what expense? Oftentimes at the relationship expense. So, you know, rather than cling to archaic, defensive kind of sparring, at least be the partner that takes the lead. And even, even though there may be asymmetry in who's trying and who's putting, figuring out what's your partner, what's your putting, I'm sorry, putting yourself in your partner's shoes, you may be the only one doing that. But you can set the tone, you can set the example. And, you know, when you become non defensive, it it's a lot easier for your partner to kind of calm down and maybe start to see things differently. Not so easy when both are in a defensive mode because then you have two people just trying to make a point of their own bias or their own opinion. And you can't argue with opinionated logic. So bring it down to earth, find out what the facts are. And, you know, that's where it becomes really difficult, because if you're subjective about what's going on, if you feel it's okay not to help out or to do something selfishly, well, you're not being objective with yourself. You know, relationships uh, require a certain degree of fairness, and fairness is predicated on understanding. And, you know, you have to be somewhat willing to, uh, to give of yourself. And those are you know, the actions that are required. Just, just knowing 
what you should be doing is a heck of a lot different from doing what you should be doing. So let's say you've, you've given it your best and, you know, you're, you're trying to mitigate and minimize your bottom-up reactivity because that's what's been tripping you up. And you're tired of relationship stress. So you've got to keep in mind that you've got to find bottom-up preventative interventions that work for you. Because it's, it's not okay to just be kind of manipulated by these primitive emotions. It's not okay to be a victim of your defensiveness. So what other preventative interventions might you uh, include? Well, exercise, yoga, meditation, progressive muscle relaxation, and so on. And these, these preventative interventions, they are in fact preventative. The yoga, the meditation, muscle relaxation, those things, those things really do help. And they start to train you to not just be so reflexively involved with that in you, which is more primitive. Now, we can't, we can't help our survival knee-jerk reflexes. I mean, they need to be there. You know, crossing the street, the car hitting the brakes. They need to be there. But we also don't have to be victims of our own non-thinking primitive brain. And, and it truly is a non-thinking part of our brain. It's just a reactive part of our brain. And in relationship conflict, when we feel defensive, the primitive part of our brain doesn't know when defensiveness is geared towards survival or not. It just reacts that way. And sometimes we react you know, in a quite disproportionate way to the circumstances. It's an ugly way. And defensive reaction oftentimes is, you know, less than glamorous and, in fact, ugly. Uh, so you need to start to reclaim the better part of who and what you are. And in any given relationship, that will speak volumes when it comes to helping your partner realize with you that there's a much better way to resolve conflict than to, you know, just allow raw primitive emotion to steer the way. So you're not a victim, although the primitiveness of visceral reacting makes us feel victimized and helpless. It's not true. You're not helpless. You, you really do have that choice. And the more you come to realize that, the more you, you circumvent those reactions and start to replace them with more relaxed, objective, top-down thinking, the more you train yourself to not be kind of a puppet on the strings of defensiveness, well, your relationships in general will profit from this. You know, I mean, let's face it, you know, our, our worldly events, you know, we've gone and, and we're going through difficult times with this pandemic. There's lots of questions that are still being raised. And not to mention, you know, world events, you know, with the Ukraine. So we're involved in a lot of stressful events on many levels. And we're still trying to adjust and feel safe. But we need to stay vigilant. And we need to not let the many stressors that we face in life kind of contaminate our relationships. Because oftentimes we bring that stress home with us or home within our own minds 
and we become less tolerant. And when, when our tolerance wanes, we're more prone to become defensive and feel threatened. So when you're in a relationship, let's try to realize that we don't want to contaminate it with everything else that's pushing us and pulling at us. And, you know, we want to neutralize those stressors as much as possible. And I guess if nothing else is from this, this talk today, it's the fact that you do have a choice and you have to side with that in you, which brings out the best in you. And that in you, which brings out the best in you is not something that is reflexively handed over to you from a primitive defensive survival source. When you are in a safe situation and only dealing with a conflict, a communication issue, you need to keep it in perspective. We lose perspective when we get defensive. And perspective in a relationship, it's, it's critical. Communication requires objective perspective. And if you can maintain that, if you can hold on to trying to see things clearly, if you can stave off your emotional reactivity and defensiveness, if you could keep the top-down strategies coming and realizing that you know, you can figure out what's going on. And as I said, and I, I truly feel this is the best way. It's always been a help for me in working with couples. Put yourself in your partner's shoes. Why are they saying what they're saying? And if you can't figure that out, be curious. And, you know, rather than snapping back with a defensive retort, be curious and say to your partner, you know what? I'm really curious. I, I can't figure out why you would just say that to me. Help me understand. You see, that's a non-defensive, top-down attempt to try to further the relationship. And that's good stuff. And that's what you want to be. And even if your partner is stuck and unable to really respond to you in a gracious way that you would like, they'll, they'll hear what you're saying. They'll sense the legitimacy of your actions and it will have a salient effect, maybe after a while, but be the person who's going to be the catalyst for change. You know, I wrote a book um, called, um, I don't even remember the name of it, Reconnecting. <laughs> That's it. Reconnecting. And, and I, I, the intention of the book was to write the book for a motivated partner who is with an unmotivated partner but how to become a catalyst, how that motivated partner can be a catalyst for change, for positive change. So be the catalyst. Find a way to, to bring any relationship back to sanity. And you don't need to have immediate compliance from your partner. What you do need is to have confidence in the fact that your good intentions uh, will be catalytic in affecting your partner and the fairness of what you institute will be recognized. And, and that will further the, uh, the opportunity for your reluctant partner, your defensive partner to kind of, uh, you know, put down their uh, slings and arrows and to relax a bit with you and maybe start to join you in a more profound perspective of understanding what's going on. Well, that's about it. And I, I really should mention once again that we are 
still having difficulty with uh, distribution issues with the new book on learning anxiety and depression. Hopefully that will get resolved and I'll let you know. And if you have any other comments, questions, or podcasts that you'd like to see uh, in the future for self-coaching, things you, themes you would like to see dealt with, please email at selfcoachinghelp, all one word, at aol.com. That's selfcoachinghelp at aol.com. And that's all I have for you today. So hang in there and, you know, visit our website, selfcoaching.net where you can learn more about the self-coaching philosophy. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, well, it's not an option. And by definition, victims are powerless and you are not powerless. Remember, everything's hard until you make it simple. So join me every week. And what do you say we make it simple together? Yourself. Reach out for your dreams Don't surrender, there is more than it seems Hold on and fight, follow your heart This is your way, life is what you make of it Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams